Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. We've seen the Lord do some incredible things over the last four years, and man, we just can't say thank you enough. I want to publicly thank, there are, um, I, I was thinking back this last week as we were celebrating, and really on Friday was the actual day four years ago that the church started, and uh, there were about 20 or so people, um, man, we were, you know, or 25, you want to count all, everybody's kids and everybody else, you know, counting dogs and cats and, and everything that from the very beginning, uh, we're a part of what we called the launch team and really helped us uh, get this thing off the ground and served from the very beginning. And so I want to publicly say, I know I see some of them sitting in the room today, uh, but thank you to those people. And then those of you that have come along for the ride and jumped in and been a part in a big way over the last four years, we are uh, we couldn't do it without you. This church, come on, you realize you are the church, right? You are the church. You may come to a building, but you are the church. And the way that you live it out and the way that you live for Jesus outside of these four walls is what makes all the difference and makes an impact in our community. So uh, we're going to give away something really quick. And I want to mention this while I'm, I'm kind of drawing through here. Back on this back table, um, on your way out today, uh, just some of the merchandise that we have accumulated and had made and words for the year and things like that over the last four years, uh, we're going to give it away today as we celebrate four years of ministry. And so we've got all kinds of t-shirts, stickers, hoodies. Um, there's long sleeve, short sleeve. There, I don't know what all is back there, but we just want you, and here's what we're asking, go back there on your way out and grab something, but uh, maybe don't take 10. <laughs> like maybe take one or two so that everybody can get something. You know, maybe you pick up one item, there's hats and all kinds of stuff back there. But it's just a way that as a church, we're, we want to say thank you for uh, for all that all that God has done over the last four years. And so on your way out, you can go back there and grab something for that. And let's give away this thing here. We've got some some goodies here that we want to give away just as a way to to celebrate today. And the lucky winner is Tucker Posey. Do I have that right? Where are you at, Tucker? <laughs> All right, my man, that's for you. You bet. Be careful. You can come down right over here. That way you don't drop it. All right. Well, we want to thank you guys for being here, and I'm going to jump right into uh, – I'm not forgetting anything, am I? Okay. I want to jump into what the Lord put on my heart to share with you today. And uh, this is this is what I've titled the message today. As we celebrate four years of ministry as a church and – uh, I want to I want to talk to you on this topic today. I've titled it simply "Access Granted." Access Granted. So come, on, come on, look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Tell them, say, "Access Granted." Come on, announce the title to them. You need to get this in your heart today. And have you ever? Has anybody in this room ever been to a concert? Been to a conference? Been to uh, some kind of event like that? Right? Can we all kind of relate, or we kind of know what that is? I know. 
Uh, my wife and I, up until this last year, come on, about mid-March, everything shifted in our world. But up until that point, we would we had uh, different pastors' conferences and things that we would go to. When I was when I was uh, back in my teenage years and early twenties, I would go to a lot of concerts. Come on, I'd go to a lot of concerts that uh, have affected my hearing to this day. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and uh, I remember there's some things that that I've um, noticed about concerts or events or conferences, and uh, some of the things that I've noticed as we walk around, I was thinking about some of the conferences we've been to over the last, you know, four years, just learning and growing. And as you walk around, here's what I noticed, that there are certain rooms, when we walk around, there are certain rooms that, that we can't go in, right? You walk up to this room, and there'll be somebody standing there, you know, usually it's somebody that's really buff and really big, you know, and they're standing at the door like this, you know. They, they, usually they're all, they're, they're in like solid black clothing, right? You know, they've got security guards guarding this certain room or something like that. I, I've noticed that, uh, there are security in certain places that there are certain people uh, that you can't get close to. Come on, somebody. Like, you'll be at a concert, you'll be at a conference, you'll be at an event or something, and you just can't get close to the person that is probably the reason why you came, right? When you go to a concert to see somebody, how many of you know that there's a really good chance that you're not going to meet that somebody, that you're not going to be able to get within six feet of somebody? Come on, we were social distancing before it was a thing when we were going to events. You can't get within so many feet of this person. And a lot of times, uh, when we go to a conference, we'll receive a lanyard or we'll receive a bracelet, and it'll be a certain color. You know, maybe it'd be like a, a, a yellow bracelet or something like that. And and you're walking around with these. And as the event goes on, I start to notice that that person doesn't have yellow on; they have blue on, right? Or they have some other type of lanyard, you know, or they've got this little badge hanging down from their pocket, or that's wrapped around their neck or on their shirt pocket or something like that. And I begin to notice that. That, and what I've discovered when I see people like that is I've realized that they have some sort of an all-access pass. And so it's frustrating sometimes because we'll be walking through the halls and it's like, oh man, you know, and they'll have all these things set up and you can't get into that area and somebody with a different colored bracelet or a different tag will walk right on by you, you know, and they'll scan their little thing on the door and just open the door and go in and you get a little peek in the door, right? And there's like food in there and donuts in there and you're like, why do I get the yellow? Why can't I have the blue? And they have this form of an all-access pass. They can swipe it to get into rooms or they can walk past the security guard that would stop me if I tried to. Come on, somebody. They're shaking hands with the person that I can only look at and admire from a distance, right? You know, maybe they've got a VIP pass and they got to go early and they got to meet the person that they were there to see perform or something like that. And the reason that they can do all of these things is because of the permission that someone gave them in advance. So I'm about to preach this. The reason that they can walk into that door that I can't get into is because somebody gave them permission to walk into that door in advance. When they were preparing for everything, like here's your all access. You are somebody that gets an all access pass. And so anywhere that you need to get into the kitchen area, into the VIP area, into the area where we're feeding everybody, into the area where there's Wi-Fi, come on somebody, you have been given permission in advance to go into that space, to meet those people, to be around that person. And the person who has the all-access pass can get into any area they need to get into to do whatever they need to do or see whatever they need to see. And today, I want to begin uh, by looking at a couple of verses that many of us are going to be familiar with. But I want to go back 
a few verses in the previous chapter. Because if, if, you, if you know anything about the Bible, you know that originally it wasn't written with, you know, chapter 12, verse 1. It was just written as this letter or this document or whatever. And so we kind of put chapters and verse on it so that we can better find it, so that we can know, like, hey, you need to turn to Romans chapter 12, right? Not page 117, you know, word 75 and try to find it. And if you've got something, you know, that's been printed smaller, you can't find it. So we kind of organize it in that way. But there's, there's a verse in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 that many of us quote, many of us know. But I want to go back a few verses before and read what was said leading up to that verse. So we're going to start in Romans chapter 11 and verse 33. And this is what Paul writes when he's writing to the Romans. He says, Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. There's a word for somebody right there. That's not what we're talking about today. But here's a word for somebody right there that, oh, how impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. Some of you are searching for understanding more than obedience. And sometimes we're not going to understand everything that God is desiring for us to do, everything that God is desiring for us to walk into. We just have to obey because we're not always going to understand. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? And who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back, right? For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind of the kind he will find acceptable. That is truly the way to worship him. One translation says, this is your reasonable service. Like, this is the reasonable thing for you to do. And then verse 2 that many of us know, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. For some of you today, I want to help you uh, start down the path of renewing your mind and changing the way that you think. I can't change the way that you think. The Holy Spirit can change the way that you think if you allow him to. But with what I feel like God told me to tell you today, I think this is going to get you on the path, hopefully, of changing the way that you think about some things in your life. And so, as you can see on the stage here, we have lots of boxes. Come on, anybody ever moved before? (laughs) Some of y'all got anxiety when you saw these boxes on the stage. You're like, oh... You know, I've moved so much that I don't even want to look at a box. But these represent different areas of our lives. And so we have our thoughts, we have our marriage, we have our business maybe that we started, our dreams, friendships, the hurts from our past, finances, parenting, school, career, all of these different things. They represent different areas of our lives. Now, some of these boxes represent areas where we feel capable. Some of you can look up here and you see a couple of words on these boxes and you're like, I got that whipped. I got that figured out. Like, like my, my thoughts are under control. Like, I am so capable in that area. Or my career, I am so capable in my career, I'm just knocking it, I, I'm knocking it out of the park. I'm getting raises all the time. I'm going to the next level. Like, I just got that figured out. Friendships, whoo, everybody loves me. I've just got it all together. Some of you, you feel capable in some of these areas, and some of these areas, some of these boxes represent areas where we feel incapable. Some of them, when you read that word, it gives you, it gives you like, 
you know, you start getting worried, you start getting anxious, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that thing. You know, I remember that hurt. I remember that thought. I remember that business that we tried to start that didn't work. I remember when I felt like I was supposed to go back to school, and I didn't know whether to obey. And some of them are areas where we don't feel capable. Some of these boxes represent areas where we have submitted to God. Come on, somebody. Some of you can look up here and you can, you can pick out one or two or four or six where you're like, yeah, I've given that to the Lord. I've surrendered that. Yep, I'm good there. And some of these boxes represent areas where we've held on to control, right? Well, I've submitted my schooling to God. I've submitted maybe my thoughts to God, but I'm trying to control my marriage. I'm holding on to control in my friendships. I'm holding on to control in relationships. I'm holding on to control in my finances. And so I can look up here and see, well, in that area, I feel like, oh, I I'm pretty capable in that area, or I feel like I've really submitted that to God in that area. I feel like I've really given that to the Lord. I feel like I'm really seeking His will and His direction in that area. But then on some of these, you look up here and you think, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not willing to give that over to the Lord because I want to control that. It's my business, and I want to control how it goes. It's my marriage, and I want to control how it goes. It's my money, and I want to control where it goes. I want to have what I want to have, and I don't want to have that, and I want to, you know, and I want to use it to influence this or whatever. And you can look up here and you say, maybe there are some areas that I have not really given and submitted to Jesus. And I wonder, are there certain areas of our lives where we have given God full access and other areas we're holding back from God? And that's the reason why some of these have chains on them. Come on, shout out to... To Rebecca Kelly and and uh, Ashley Babb and everybody else, Megan and everybody else that was involved in kind of decorating and setting all this up and preparing all this. This is this is why this is why some of these have locks on them. Because I've I knew that I couldn't start the business without the Lord's help, and so I submitted that to Him. But I can control this. I can figure this out. If I just try harder, if I just fix them, if I just pray for them, if I, you know. Well, I, friendships, I feel like they're going, they're going pretty well. Like I feel like the Lord has put some, some people in my life, but I haven't dealt with the hurt that I experienced seven years ago. And so I've got it locked up, and God has access to my friendships, but God does not have access to my hurts. God has access to my business, but he doesn't have access to my thoughts. God has access to, oh, you know, he has access to my parenting, and I'm trusting my kids to him, but when it comes to money, nope. He doesn't have access to that. I'm in control of that. And some of us, we're like half submitted and half not. <laughs> we're like 66% submitted and 34% not. Or we're 17% Submitted and 83% not. And this makes up not everything. This is not an exhaustive list, but this makes up a lot of who we are. Makes up a lot of what we walk through in life. A lot of what we experience in life. Some of these boxes may represent areas where you've stuffed it in the attic or in the back of a closet. And you're not even aware that God doesn't even have access to it. <laughs> Until somebody starts trying to dig it out. 
somebody comes over to your house and and starts trying to help you decorate and they find a bot and they're like, hey, what's this? And you're like, oh, let's not <laughs> let's not talk about that one. Because 13 years ago, I stuffed that one back in there, and I thought I was doing good because I hadn't remembered. I haven't remembered it. I had kind of forgotten about it. But now you're bringing it up, and let's not bring that up. Let's not let's not bring up what I think about. I kind of stuffed that in the closet, put it up in the attic, out of sight, out of mind. Let's not let's not talk about that thing. And here's. Here's the thing. I believe that the Lord wanted me to share a very important fact and truth with all of us today that, that may frustrate some of us, but if we'll allow it to in our lives, it'll set us free. That if we'll, if we'll grab a hold of what God's Word says and what we've already read that we're going to kind of break down a little bit better, then it'll actually set us free. But there's going to be the tendency in some of these areas because... That frustrates me, and you don't know what they did to me, and you don't know what that looked like, and you don't know what my first marriage was like, and you don't know what the divorce was like, and you didn't know how hard it was to start that business, and you don't know how hard I've worked to earn that money, and I'm not giving it over to somebody else. I'm going to keep control of it, and there's going to be this pushback. But I want to show you something that we've already read, and I want to kind of break it down for you. And to do that, I want to, I want to kind of share this example with you. I want you to think about uh, an iPhone. So I have my iPhone here, and... Here's what we know, here's what we know about this phone. This phone was made, it comes from Apple. Can we all agree with that? Like Apple is the company that made it and they're the only company that made it. This phone exists because of Apple. If Apple ceased to exist and shut down tomorrow, this is no longer any good. It is made by them. It only exists because they give it the power and the technology to exist. If they're not pushing the information out and pushing the updates out and pushing the signal out and pushing the apps out, then this does no good. It only exists by Apple. And this phone, this iPhone, is intended to bring recognition to them. I, I like my phone. But this thing right here is meant to sell more. It's meant, it's meant to bring recognition. Come on. If I was to take this case off, they even put their logo on the back of it. So if you don't have a case on it, you're walking around with your phone. Everybody's seeing this Apple. They want this thing to work so well for you that in two years, you'll go back and you'll buy the new one. That you'll go tell everybody who has an Android phone, come on, hello. You'll go tell everybody that has an Android phone, like, I don't know why you still have an Android phone. You need to get an iPhone. Their goal is to bring recognition to themselves. <laughs> the reason they sold me this was so I would be a walking advertisement for them. It was made by them. They are the only ones that give it the ability to work. If they were to shut this thing off, they could do it right now. And it was intended to be in my hands so that I would become an advertisement for their company. 
so that they would get recognition, so that more people would switch, so that more people would go buy the new one. And so I want to talk to you for just a few moments about the verses that we read in Romans chapter 11 and chapter 12. And I want to see what God's word says for our lives. So here's point number one if you're taking notes today. It's simply this. Everything comes from God. Everything comes from God. We read it in verse 36. The very beginning it says, For everything comes from Him. Everything comes from Him. Listen, listen. My marriage, from Him. My career, from Him. He gave it to me. Well, you just thought that you worked hard enough to earn it and get it. No, everything comes from Him. You've got to get this truth. Everything comes from Him. The sunshine that you walk out into, Him. The rain that waters the flowers, Him. Your friendships, Him. Everything comes from Him. Your job, your kids, your spouse. And until we submit to the truth that everything we have in our lives and every area of our lives comes from God, then we won't allow Him full access to it. If you don't understand that all of this comes from God, then I don't see the need to allow him to have access to all of it. Well, church came from God, salvation came from God, but my marriage is my deal. Church came from God, relationships in in the body of Christ came from God, but when it comes to my career, that's my doing. If you don't understand that it all comes from him, then you won't submit it all to him. You won't give him full access to it. If everything came from God, then that means that he's the one who knows best how he intended for it to work in your life. If he created it, if he gave it to you, if it all comes from him, then he knows best how it works, how it was intended to operate in your life. Here's point number two. Everything exists By God's power. Everything exists by God's power. Listen to me. You are breathing right now because of the power of God. It doesn't get any more extreme than that. Everything exists by God's power. The second part of verse 36, it tells us that it exists by his power. Your career exists by God's power. Your health, your finances, you, you exist by God's power. And here's, he's, he's the one who has the power to make all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. It's his power. It's like we were talking about the phone and if they cease to exist, if God was to cease to exist... There's nothing left. It all exists by his power. The only reason that you're able to get married is because of his power. It's because of him operating. It all exists by his power. If something happens to my iPhone and it's not working properly, how many of you know I'm not going to go to the Samsung store? I'm not going to walk into Samsung. Hey, I've got my, my Apple iPhone here that's not working properly. You think you can fix it? No. 
It doesn't work that way. I'm going to give the company who made it and gives it the power to work access to it so they can get it working again. So that they can get it working properly. If my service is with AT&T, I'm not going to demand to connect to a Verizon tower. Come on, am I, am I making any sense at all? I can't take what is made available and what exists because of this and try to fix it over here. I can't try to fix it on my own. I can't take it to a completely different store and allow them access to it. They can't fix it. They don't have the power. They didn't create it. And some of us are looking to people around us. Come on, can I just go through a few examples? Maybe you can find yourself somewhere. Some of us, we are looking to people around us to fix our relationships or our marriage when God is the one who designed marriage. And you read that God says to love your wife as Christ loved the church, but you refuse to live it out. And that's where the success is. You read that God says submit to one another and submit over here, and then you refuse to live it out. And you wonder why, well, I don't know what's going on with that. You're taking it to the wrong store trying to get it fixed. You're trying to do it on your own. And God is the one that created it. It comes from God. It exists by His power. It can't be, it can't, it can't be any other way. You're trying to connect to a tower that doesn't have the power that to do what God needs to do. Some of us are looking for another investment to put our finances into when God has kingdom purpose lined up for your finances. And you're trying to figure out, now listen, none of these things are inherently bad, but you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your money. You're trying to figure out where you're going to invest next and where you can make more and where you can get a better return. Uh, you know, you can get a better this and you can do this or whatever. And it all came from God. God, has, it exists by his power. It exists because he allows it to exist in your life because he's given it to you. And we're looking to everything else to try to figure out what we're going to do here, what we're going to do here. Well, if I could just fix that, well, if I could just make a little bit more, well, if I could just do this. And it doesn't work that way. You might get it to work that way for a few months and then you'll burn out when you're trying to do it on your own. Some of us, we're letting our thoughts run wild when God has a great plan for your life that is only realized when you renew your mind. And so you're thinking, well, my thoughts really aren't hurting anybody else, but you're not submitting them to God. You're not taking your thoughts captive. You're not, you're not making them obey Christ and your thoughts are running wild and you're like, well, it's not hurting anybody. It's hurting you. Come on, some of us were 75% submitted. And we look up here and we're like, whoo, seven or eight out of those ten boxes. I think I've given that to God, but I can find three that I haven't. The question is, does God have full access and the final say in every area of your life? Here's point number three. It's that everything is intended to bring him glory. Oh my. Everything comes from him. Everything exists by his power. And everything is intended to bring him glory. We see it in the third part of verse 36. For everything is intended for his glory. 1 Corinthians 10.31 So then, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of our great God. 
Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Even the way that you live is intended to bring Him glory in every way. Everything is intended for His glory. The way that we live our lives is supposed to be in a way that brings glory to God. The career He gave you is intended to bring glory to God. The relationships that He's given you are intended to bring glory to God. Your thoughts and actions should bring glory to God. The way you parent should bring glory to God. Your finances and the way you steward your money should bring glory to God. Your marriage should bring glory to God. Everything is intended for His glory. So when you look at your life and you take inventory of how you live this thing out, would you be able to say that everything in my life is operating from the, the place that God is going to get the glory. The way I communicate, God's going to get the glory. The way that I work on my job is because God's going to get the glory. The way that I treat my spouse is because God's going to get the glory. The way that I parent my kids is so God can get the glory. Can you say that? That in 100% of your life, that you, you live and operate so that God can get the glory. Everything is intended for his glory. And here's point number four as the worship team comes back today. Is that our reasonable response is surrender. Our reasonable response is surrender. We go on and Romans 11 turns into Romans chapter 12. And verses 1 and 2 in the Passion Translation it says it this way. It says, beloved friends, what should be our proper response? What should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights in his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Listen, you know what your genuine expression of worship to God is? To give everything to him. I worship you with my money. I worship you with my spouse. I worship you with this body of believers. I worship you in my career. I worship you in everything that, that comes at me with my thoughts. My thoughts are going to worship you. That everything, in light of everything that he's done, here's what I believe that Paul is telling us today. He says, in light of the truth that everything comes from God, exists by God's power, and is intended to bring him glory, our responsibility or our reasonable act is to surrender everything to him for his purpose in our lives. So I love the way, I, sometimes when I read the Bible, you should try this sometimes, I read it and figure out exactly what is, what, like, what is the writer trying to say, and then say it in that way. Because sometimes we can just read it, and I, I feel like Paul, when he's writing this, it was like, everything comes from God? exists by his power and is intended to bring him glory so then here's what i encourage you to do offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to him don't conform to the way that the world wants you to operate but be transformed by renewing your mind renewing your mind how to understand 
that everything comes from God, everything exists by His power, and everything is intended for His glory. And so when I begin to think that way, it changes the way that I live out my faith. It changes all of it. It's being able to say my marriage is fully surrendered. My career is fully surrendered. My business is fully surrendered. My kids are fully surrendered. My thoughts are fully surrendered. Every part of me is completely surrendered to God, and he has full access to every part of my life. Everything comes from him, exists by him, and is intended for his glory. Will you stand today? have to believe in our hearts that in all of these areas that my marriage comes from God, exists by God, and is intended to bring Him glory. My career, my friendships, my dreams, they come from God, they exist by God's power, and they're intended to bring Him glory. They're intended to bring Him glory. And because of this, our reasonable response is to surrender all of our life to Him. And here's something that Jesus Himself said. If we can jump over to Luke chapter 17, He says, he says this, If you cling to your life, you will lose it. And if you let your life go, you will save it. What could it possibly look like to let your life go? Could it be? That I take the lock and chain off of my thoughts and surrender them. Could it, could it be? That if I stopped trying to control my spouse and surrendered my marriage to Jesus, that God could show up. Could it, could it be that letting your life go so that you can save it? Could it, could it be that that off but y'all get the point <laughs> some of y'all oh my goodness this is thank you Lord isn't it ironic can I just say this real quick and then we're going to sing and pray <laughs> isn't it a little bit ironic that the one that's the hardest to get off I could just walk around this stage for five minutes and let y'all clap at the fact that the Holy Spirit did not allow me to get the lock off of your finances. <laughs> oh my. If you, if you try to hold on to everything, 
control everything. If you try to cling to your life, you'll lose it. But if you let your life go, you'll save it. If you surrender everything in your life to God's purpose and guidance. And here's what I'm believing. We're celebrating four years of ministry as a church today. And this ministry year as a church, the prayer is that we're giving God full access to everything. And here's what I believe God wants for your life. That in this next year, between, wouldn't it be awesome for you to come back as we celebrate five years of ministry and to look back and think, look at everything that God has done whenever we just took the locks off and allowed him access to every part of our life. So my prayer for you, my prayer for me, is that as individuals, that we would give God full access. That you get this visual of the Holy Spirit in your life, and he has the all-access pass clipped to in any area of your life that he wants to walk into and ask you to obey or give you guidance or, or ask you to trust him, that he just swipes a little key card and walks into that area of your life and says, will you give me this? Will you trust me with this? Will you surrender this? Will you let go of control of this? Amen. I want to invite the prayer team to come down today. God, we thank you right now. Come on, will you bow your heads and close your eyes? God, we thank you tonight or to this morning for the opportunity to be gathered together, Lord, for your word to speak to us, even in just a few verses, God, that we could get this truth that everything comes from you, exists by you, and is intended for your glory. And Lord, today I pray as we sing this last song, as we sing this final song, Lord, that, that we would give everything over to you, that we would surrender everything to you, that we would make room today for you to come into those areas of our lives, that we would remove the lock that we would remove the chain and that we would give you permission to do whatever you want to. And Holy Spirit, I pray as we sing this last song that you would draw every person today who needs prayer for anything in their life. In Jesus' name, amen.